Hello, fans of Fresh, and welcome to another edition of the Cooler Than Acto Podcast. It's a dope nostalgia podcast for undope times. I'm your host, Rob Champion. We just did our top 10 episode, top 10 movies of 1997. We're doing anniversary movie year list. And normally, we used to just do Oscar talk in episodes, but that got too epic. So we decided to tail off to another episode. So there you go. The 1994 world continues. So keep playing that Puff Daddy in the Family <laughs> But because this is the most watched Oscars of all time, I think we have the best guests we could possibly ever have to talk about the Oscars. I, I guess I'll introduce the, the regular. Sorry. Not, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's my partner, pretty much a glorified co-host uh, uh, of the show. Please welcome Michael Cusimano. Welcome back. Hey, glad to be here. And and we have a special guest. Please welcome the 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 creator, runner, everything involving the website, the film experience. Finally have him on the show. Please welcome Nathaniel Rogers. Yay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, I need like a like a applause track or something. Mm-hmm. I'll add one later. <laughs> <laughs> I was guessing your show, which was lovely, and I wonder if you will be on my show less my more inferior show and you were like yes i will do that <laughs> and i was like what do you want to talk which movie do you want to talk about and he was like duh you know, 97 so here you are mm-hmm. welcome yep. 25th anniversary yeah. yeah these are all 25th anniversaries we were talking about that on our other uh half of this episode just how <laughs> difficult it is to wrap our heads around to, uh, that for some of these movies um, so I watched the first monologue and opening um, um, a segment for this Academy Award, and they, all they can talk about is how young Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> the, the, the little the stars of that the, that uh, ceremony. They're like, we need to see ID. I'm like, huh. Is that Billy Crystal year? Yes, yes, yes. It's good, good intro. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. Good monologue, but um, you're a big fan of the Academy Awards. You run a site that focuses on them, um, Nathaniel. Uh, what were like? What were your like movie going habits? What were your Oscar viewing habits at this time? Oh, I've been watching. I'm old, so I've been watching faithfully since the uh, mid '80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I started as a kid, and like, um, yeah, I was like, I've been very into it forever. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this it was old hat by ninety seven, <laughs> but okay. I was, but I wasn't yet a uh, you know I didn't you know have a website yet or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so I wasn't right. talking about it publicly, so to speak, until <laughs> like two thousand. Do you remember this race like in particular? Oh yeah, yeah. This seemed pretty like in like it, I do remember to run up and to be like. I, I don't even think I don't remember if I even seen Titanic yet. I know I didn't see any of the other movies at this point, but I was just like, I feel like this is all important monumental thing that everybody was watching. So yeah, yeah. I wonder um, how this one would have played out differently if we'd had internet discourse at the time. Like I'm trying to think what would have been the <laughs> the, the hot button movies. I feel like as good as it gets would have got everybody all riled up. Yeah, uh, on a number sure. of a yeah. number of issues. Uh, I'm trying to think if it would have played out in any different though. Probably, I can't really. I, probably not. Probably the same winners. I think. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, well, this year, because Titanic won so much, like, it would mm-hmm. have been basically the same. But I do remember, you know, before, you know, the internet was the internet that we know it, um, I do remember that there was a lot of, like, Titanic versus L.A. Confidential conversations. Mm-hmm. Because, like, critically, um, you know, the critics were all like, L.A. Confidential should win. That's yeah, um, that was the that was the critical phase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for people who are new to the show, um, how we do things is we go over to Academy's uh nominees for uh the major categories, the two screenplay uh categories, uh the four the four acting categories, best director and best picture. And we also give like, you know, we talk about, you know, within the nominees what one was a good choice, what would we would have had picked, and then we have our own ballots and what we would have nominated because we love you know, talk about what, how we're smarter than the Academy is pretty much <laughs> a pastime for any movie goer. And then, you know, we kind of just go back and forth and then we'll, you know, we just have a fun ass time. That's how this works. So, all right, let's start with adapted screenplay first, guys. All right. Nominees, the Academy Awards nominees for best uh, screenplay, uh, best adapted screenplay were Donnie Brasco, The Sweet Hereafter. Rag the Dog, The Doves, I mean, sorry, The Wings of the Dove, and the winner was L.A. Confidential. Yeah, your boy won. As, yes. I think it's his first, his first and only Academy Award? Uh, Curtis abso- Hansen? Absolutely. He was kind of a, Curtis Hansen, yeah, he was kind of a journeyman director. Before mm-hmm. then, he was not an Oscar darling by any stretch. He was, like, director of, like, The River Wild and The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Like, he's, you know, a pro, but no one, mm-hmm. he wasn't getting invited to the ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But yeah, this was the one that changed the perception of him. All right, cool, cool, cool. I, a few other top ten your um, uh, movies in your top ten made it: uh, Donnie Brasco and Bag the Dog. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, how does everybody feel about this win? Uh, I think it's kind of well of the nominees. I think it's kind of an undeniable choice, mm-hmm. at least from my point of view. Yeah, it's a, it's a great winner. Um, yeah. I have a movie I like more than it that's nominated, uh, but I I probably would have voted L.A. Confidential too. I mean, I I kind of Ragged Dog was not here. I would be like all the way, but I just think Ragged Dog. What strip. was that adapted from? I I'm, I forgot that it was I'm, adapted. A novel called American Hero. Okay. Yeah, that's just a wild ass script, man. Mm-hmm. I, I I really, really, really do like the Wag the Dog script. But if that was not the case, then LA Confidential, I would easily get my vote. It's so. I mean, it's a great film. It's mm-hmm. clearly clearly when you watch it, it's a feat of writing because mm-hmm. it not only is it so complex with all these different, you know, subplots of characters, but somehow it all comes together in the end in a way that you you kind of have to marvel at like i can't oh it kind of makes sense i didn't mm-hmm. th- when you see all those plots at like the 40 minute mark you're like this is not gonna this is not gonna amount to anything uh but it, it only becomes more impressive if you're familiar with the source material because if you think mm-hmm. the film is sprawling you would mm-hmm. watch this you would read the book and you think like this is at very least a season of television probably mm-hmm. several you could you could you could spin out that book for like three seasons of tv without adding anything and so do not that, give them any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll get, or we'll, there was a failed TV show of LA Confidential. Did you know that? I did not. It never made it past pilot. I think Kiefer Sutherland played um, uh, Kevin Spacey's part. They tried. They they mm. they said we're not putting this on the air when they watched that pilot. 
I kind of want to see it though, just to I, see. I don't Ethan's know that anyone's ever seen it. Yeah, that's weird. That's very odd. So I'm assuming this is like pre. This must have been late '90s. This is pre 24 days. Then. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. All right. Cool. 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 But yeah, this, was, right. this was this was kind of seen. I think as an obvious choice at the time because yeah. everyone knew LA Confidential really didn't have to win, and this was the one like. It was definitely, we're definitely going to give LA Confidential this award, if nothing else, kind of attitude. And nothing else is nominated for anything else. I mm-hmm. think, I mean, it's, no, no one's not, none of these movies are nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, so. this was an easy call. Yeah, it's weird that, like, there's, like, well, we'll we'll get to it. But, um, all right, other people's ballots. Can, can you do better than an Academy? That's, that's the question here. <laughs> Mike, you go first. What's your ballot? Oh, wait, I, am, I really like... Their category. I think this is one of they did a really good job. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna keep uh uh what is it? Wag the dog. Keep L.A. Confidential. Keep Donnie Brasco. I really like the Sweet Hereafter in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another one I I kind of championed on my top ten list. That's a I just rewatched that. That's a fantastic movie. Um, and I just gotta switch out. I forget what the fifth one was, but I'm, whatever it is, I'm um, Wings of a Wings of the Dog. I just rewatched that. I feel like that's about to get some love. I have a hunch from another guest on this podcast, <laughs> but uh, I, it's, it's a very good adaptation, but I got to put Jackie Brown in over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's no, there's no weak spots in their choices. I got to hand it to the Academy. That's uh, it. Uh, just leaving out Jackie Brown, I think is the only sour note there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah. they really didn't like Jackie Brown though. No one liked no, it. It was very unpopular. Not. You come with this game changer, movie like Pulp Fiction that people have never seen um, never seen before and then you watch Jackie Brown and you're like this feels so familiar that why would the person who made um, Jackie Brown make this but it's so much better than that I mean I'm the controversial pick that I prefer Jackie Brown over Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. so it makes a little sense I'll give them a little forgiveness because it is a film that gets better with repeat viewings it really does it's not something you just uh, you know, unless you have exceptional taste, it's not something mm. where you run out of the theater going like uh, doing doing cartwheels. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved it at first, but I really became a favorite on like the fourth viewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Nathaniel, what do you what would your ballot be? Well, again, I'll echo uh, Michael in that um, I think it's a terrific category. So usually, mm-hmm. when you're telling your own ballot, it feels mm-hmm. like good like vengeance like well mm-hmm. that sucks like here are the better choices but i actually felt bad about changing their list but i do have different preferences mm-hmm. um so i would leave uh la confidential the sweet hereafter and wings of the dove which is a sensational movie mm-hmm. and i would add in the ice storm mm-hmm. and uh this canadian feature called lilies uh, which was based on a play and you know like 10 people have seen because mm-hmm. every time i bring it up nobody knows about it but it's set within like a prison and they're sort of, uh, you know, making this play. It's a queer, uh, it's one of the, uh, the wave of the new queer cinema of the nineties and it's, it's terrific. Um, so that goes in there for me. Okay, cool. Nice, cool. nice pull. <laughs> yeah. Um, my ballot would go, uh, the ice storm, Jackie Brown, LA confidential men in black. Cause Mm-hmm. That script is fucking tight. Like I, I always, whenever there's a really well done blockbuster, I'm just going to champion it and uh, wag the dog. And I would like to be conventional, and I do really, really love the LA Confidential script. But I would still go to wag the dog just mm-hmm. for the pure 
kind of nuttiness that goes on in that movie. So what would everybody's winners be in their own um, ballad? I got to be basic and just say I like Confidential. It's, I can't, hard. I, it's hard. It's, it's so it's, good. It's, it's, it's not just that it's good. It is also a special film to me because mm-hmm. it, when I was, I saw it when I was 16 and it just blew my mind. I was obsessed with this film when I was, when I was a teenager and it, it is hold it's held up over the years. It's become, become kind of synonymous in my head with great writing. So I can't pick anything else, but there's certainly mm-hmm. a lot of good choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Nate, I would also stick with LA confidential, even though I, I, um, I kind of don't, I, I'm not obsessed with it, like a lot mm-hmm. of people, but I think in terms of writing, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the, like The Sweet Hereafter is such a amazing movie, but I view it as more of like an autorial piece than a written piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Wings of the Dove is more, to me, is more of like a performance piece, even though it's mm-hmm. also brilliant. Um, so I would stick with LA Confidential. But let's go to your favorite category, Mike. Uh, best original screenplay. Ah, uh, yes. All right. The Academy Awards nominees were As Good as It Gets, Boogie Nights, Deconstructing Harry, The Full Monty, and the winner, Goodwill Hunting, with uh, Matt and Ben frowning, becoming the prom king and and king <laughs> of 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 the of the whole night so one of the, under- one of the more famous uh, uh uh screenplay winners we've ever had at least in our lifetime oh yeah oh yeah 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 well it's one and it's oh and it became like a punching bag when like you know it was like the the cool thing to hate ben affleck is like Oh, Mars Scorsese doesn't have an Academy Award, but Ben Affleck does. Mm. You know that kind of kind of thing. But um, I like Goodwill Hunting. It was on my 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 top ten. I like it. I obviously know when you can be when you look at mm-hmm. one in particular uh, movie nominated here. If it was for Boogie Nights, mm-hmm. sure, why not? But. <laughs> It's yeah. just, you know, but also politics of like, you know, the, 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 the Academy, you know, Google Hunting is a way mm-hmm. more accessible movie and then Boogie Nice is. And, you know, we talked about it there. There's flaws to this movie. It's not a perfect film in mm-hmm. any stress and imagination, but you do remember things for right or wrong about the movie. I mean, some of the things that kept it's it. Got its, it's got its charms. It's really, it, you yeah. know. I mean, I don't love the just the endless kind of indulgent star show offy monologues, but some of those monologues mm-hmm. are kind of clever and funny. It, it is entertaining. Like I like I was saying on the other episode, it's just like it, even if even if it's flawed, it, when it works, it works, and it's I won't yeah. pretend it's not a, a fun movie to sit through. Uh, Nathaniel, what do you think about this win? Listen, I'm not a fan of Goodwill Hunting. Um, I did mm-hmm. not rewatch it for this podcast. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I had <laughs> to, I had. I had planned to because I hadn't seen it in a really long time. Mm-hmm. But I remember even at the um at the time I just thought this is just insane the Boogie Nights can't get arrested because <laughs> clearly a genius screenplay. Um, <laughs> and also there was that whole thing. I like that when you introduce the screenplays you don't mention the writers because you know there was a whole controversy. It was sort of after the fact that mm-hmm. did they really write that movie? Mm-hmm. I, I forget who got credited with Oh, they, they, screen, there was but, there was the uh, kind of urban legend that um oh he wrote Misery William Goldman. 
Uh, William yes. Goldman secretly wrote that one, which to me, I find that a little amusing because it's like it screams first time screenwriter to me in so many, yeah. so many ways. <laughs> which Just, makes, which for me, I be, would believe the Kevin Smith thing because Kevin Smith always seems like a first script, uh, a first screenplay writer, <laughs> no matter how many movies he made. <laughs> that was the other rumor because he was the one who kind of got uh, Miramax's attention on the script. Mm-hmm. And so people yeah. said he did a polish, but it, you know, it just screams like I'm going to be the star and I'm going to be the awesome, an awesome, handsome genius. Who's the coolest and beats everybody up and can and wins <laughs> bar fights with my words. And I also mm-hmm. am smarter than all the math geniuses. It's just like, obviously yeah, <laughs> I know who wrote this film. Yeah. And also like the one of the things I like about it is like the true to nature from what I hear of Boston. I don't think Grip Doctor from Hollywood from for for so many years mm-hmm. really could tell that because I feel like that's the most authentic stuff is like mm-hmm. them going around and there's their conversations and like I want my um I want my uh, can I get my sandwich that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think mm-hmm. you know an elite Hollywood guy could come up with shit like that. I think that is definitely some Southie guys, or whatever the fuck they call themselves. To me, it mirrors the uh, the adapted category, where there's one clear favorite for me. But whereas the adapted mm-hmm. category, you feel bad like not picking the other films. This one, I'm just like, this is such an easy landslide, obvious choice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one was fun to to skewer a bit mm-hmm. <laughs> more. So, uh, yeah. Uh, let me see, Nathaniel, you go first. What would your picks for original screenplay be? Uh, honestly. <laughs> I toss out everything except for Boogie Night. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Boogie Night's my clear winner of the uh-huh. year. It's also my favorite movie of 1997. Um, uh-huh, yeah. And uh, I would add in Gattaca. Mm. Oh, um, I didn't get around to mention that one. That's Yeah, yeah. we didn't talk Good about choice. Yeah, Gattaca, Good choice. Yeah. My Best Friend's Wedding, which I think is mm-hmm. one of the best rom-coms of all time. Like mm-hmm. uh, up there with like the the peak of the rom-coms, which were the 30s, the screwball comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's it's, it's just like a masterclass of that genre mm-hmm. um and uh waiting for guffman oh cool cool and cool. and i uh which is also a genius now i have one guilty pleasure in here and it's very guilty because i haven't seen it since 97 but i had to leave it in here because at the time i was super obsessed with it so i just want to say chasing amy oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about chasing amy <laughs> we, we, were, we were like i was way into it at the time too uh, yeah we we're all way into it and i'll be honest don't worry watch it <laughs> well no see that's the thing that's a, I, that's why i was embarrassed to mention it but yeah. i just i just felt like i had to be honest about where mm-hmm. i was in 1997 oh yeah Oh, yeah. Um, well, in 1997, it would have been my number two movie <laughs> after Bo- after Boogie Nights. It would have been my number two. Yeah, uh, so i say I would definitely replace it, but it it, it would not be with uh, one of the nominees mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Full Monty's good, but I... Yeah, I like that. I'll go my... I'll go... I'll go. So you want to go next? next? I'll go for it. Yeah. Um, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. <laughs> He's still quoted to this day. I mean, this, yes. This is true. This, this is true. <laughs> like, it's, it's fantastic. Boogie Nights obviously stays and my winner. Um, Eve's Bayou. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, good nice. choice. Yeah, nice, good nice. one. I'm keeping Good Will Hunting. I, the parts that don't work for me, like, it's, it's not your fault, are still outshone by the, the I, I had to see about a girl. Um, mm-hmm. And waiting for Guffman. If you consider that, I consider that a script. I know it's mostly improvised, but mm-hmm. I'm still going to nominate it here. Sure. Oh, me too. 
Listen, so. uh, now that you said uh, Eve's Bayou, I want to change my Chasing Amy voice. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, go ahead. You're okay. original. Uh, uh, these are these are changing in my head as I go, so we'll see what comes mm-hmm. out of my mouth. Uh, obviously, keeping Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're all in agreement there. I'm also going to include Guffman and Eve's Bayou. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to throw in a little film I really like, and it mostly gets credit because of Judy Dench's performance. We're going to talk more about that in a bit, but it's really charming film on its own, and that's Mrs. Brown, which I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure is original and not uh, adapted from anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and my last choice would be David Lynch's Lost Highway, Ooh. which right. uh, a film that has grown in my estimation over the years since I've seen it, which it, uh, as most Lynch films tend to do for me. If there's an Academy Award for movies, movie soundtracks Rob's listened to, but never <laughs> seen a movie, that would be that would be in a clear cut. All right, get back in, get back in line, stuntmen. We need that. <laughs> so yeah, um, and I I'm picking Boogie Nights out of my category. Of my I think, category, I think it's the easiest choice set yes. probably out of any category. Is Boogie Nights? Yeah, Night. I have no 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 issue. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that so let's do best support uh best supporting male all mm-hmm. right can the i cat- snore really can we can we put in a really loud snore right snore? Okay. oh for their yeah, choices like, uh, for their no choices? no uh, for the category itself <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> i never enjoy this category best supporting actor okay. i always enjoy it in, i always love it in theory not so much how it plays out right no yeah. that's true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so the Academy Awards nominees for this uh, for Best Supporting Male are Robert Forster, Jackie Brown, uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins, Amistad. I watched this thing. He just does not come to the Academy Awards. Greg Kinnear, <laughs> as good as it gets, Burt Reynolds, Boogie Nights, and your winner, Robin Williams, Goodwill Hunting. It's a pet peeve of mine that people hold the actors responsible for flaws of writing. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at what he was given to do, I think Ron Williams does a, a really fine job. It's he, a credit that he, the movie works because of him. Yeah. <laughs> I can pick two other people nominated that I would give it to over Williams. But I think it's a great – I'm not ashamed of this win. I think he does do, do a very good job in Good Will Hunting. Because maybe because I'm the, the Good Will Hunting defender mm-hmm. of this. But it's like anybody else – in this role, the movie mm-hmm. vanishes. I think he carries a lot of the film. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. He, he, is, he is handed some of the worst writing in the film, and he, and he kind of uh, does the best you think you can do with it. There's nothing that annoys me about the Academy more than a default choices. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just watch, like, you know, three more movies than you were planning <laughs> to about. If, if I was voting, it would be... Hard press for me to not vote for Robert Forrester mm-hmm. of, of the five, and Burt Reynolds is a, is also a close second. Um, then 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 Williams, then whatever. I guess mm-hmm. get, I've never seen Amistad. I just oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Hopkins <laughs> kind of hamming it up in Amistad, if you ask me. He's yeah. A- he, but he, he monologues what seems like a half an hour, so it kind of waltzes into an Oscar nomination. If you're, you know, just he kind yeah. of forces your hand if you're an Oscar mm-hmm. voter. Just like, oh, yeah. Hopkins just was wearing so much makeup and he was doing a funny voice and he just would not stop talking mm-hmm. to the Supreme Court. So <laughs> I guess if we nominate him, he will, will till this monologue land. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I can find a better performance in Amistad alone. 
Uh, was it Joe Hassoon? Was he? Was he lead? I have never he seen. I'm sure. I'm sure he was campaigned as lead. Okay. Well, isn't he the lead of it? Yeah, yeah, he's the lead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, out of these, out of the nominations, Academy's nominations, who would you vote for, guys? Uh, I would go Forster, but I would give you know a, a hearty pack, a pat on the back to Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burt Reynolds is my choice, but I do love Forster and Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 get our our thing. Can I, should I go first? Yeah, your, your turn. Okay. I mean, I feel like knives are out for me because I guess I'm the Goodwill Hunting Defender because I'm keeping Williams <laughs> as a nominee. And I'm adding my favorite Ben Affleck performance <laughs> in, <laughs> in this. Keeping Burt Reynolds as well. But I'm also adding John C. Riley for Boogie Nights because uh-huh. he's my favorite part of that. He's my favorite supporting male yeah, yeah. in this entire thing. And... um. This is going to be controversial. We are going to have go to heads. I'm taking out Robert Forrester because I think he is an actual lead, and I'm putting in Samuel Jackson. Oh, for, sir, for Jackie Brown. Okay. I knew it. I knew. Sorry. I knew it was coming. I, I knew it was I'll coming. Let you get away with saying Forrester's a lead, but if Forrester's a lead, certainly Jackson is also a lead. I don't think Jackson has a rarely has a scene by himself. I don't know. Okay, I. <laughs> Uh, we okay. get into cat- a category fraud a lot on the show, Nate. I know. So. It's, it's I think, my uh, pet topic. So, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> when I think about Jackie Brown, I tend to think about Pam Greer. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't have, a, like, a firm opinion, because I haven't seen it in a while, mm-hmm. um, of of Robert Forster. But I would believe, if you tell me that he's a lead, that he is a lead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would believe everyone but Pam Greer is supporting before I believe mm-hmm. that they're, they're Forster is the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, just too. I'll screen too much. That's, that's my only standard. There. Just not in the film enough to be the lead. It's obvious that Pam Greer is the lead. Um, anyway, I don't. Li- I also I find arguments about this get boring quickly. So I'll just say I disagree and leave it at that. Because mm-hmm. um, you just talk in circles. But well, Samuel L. Jackson was nominated for lead for this movie. Yes, he the, was at the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he? Yeah, they, yep. you know they would. That's how they. That's how they chose to to campaign uh, them. Yeah. All right, I still stand by it because okay. I have many. Who, who? Which one of you guys want to give your pick? Um, your. Uh, I'll go. Um, mm-hmm. so I keep uh, Forster and uh, Reynolds because mm-hmm. um, I think either of them would have made great winners. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would add uh, Jude Law uh, for Gattaca. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on my runners up. Um, and you know I. I know this will be controversial now, but I'm trying to think of the headspace of 97 before we knew everything. And I would put Kevin Spacey for LA confidential. Yeah, no, it's fine with me. Um, yeah. And uh, I bet he was the yeah. sixth runner up on the actual night. He's not, I'm shocked. He's not here. I feel like he's taking yeah. Anthony Hopkins spot right there. They were, they were really weird about LA confidential. Actually, the actors branch, because like what? Cause Russell Crowe's amazing in it. Anyway, I think, yeah. Um, it, yeah. And, uh, and then I, you know, my winner, um, Rupert Everett for My Best Friend's Wedding. Very nice. I've never seen uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, but I just remember nothing. Like, that is a a thing that I've heard about for 25 years straight. So I I feel like that has to happen. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, Mike, what's up? Uh, I am tempted to just do nothing but Boogie Nights actors. Like, yeah, uh, I mean... 
like with 2002, I, I stacked my category with Gosford Park women mm-hmm. and, and, and I think one other actress, I think threw Angelica Houston in there, but I think mm. you could easily do it. But anyway, I'm going to show some restraint. Um, let's see. I have Robert for keeping Robert Forster. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having, uh, for booking nights, I'm putting in Alfred Molina mm. just because to me, yeah. that is the, <laughs> the pinnacle of killing one scene and you have to include, mm-hmm. you have to include that. Um, throwing in, oh boy, it kills me to leave off Burt Reynolds. I'm also going to throw in Philip Seymour Hoffman from mm. Boogie Nights because he breaks my heart in that movie. And then I will put in Danny DeVito from LA Confidential because I think people we take Danny DeVito for granted. Mm-hmm. And he does an awful lot of, he, he carries a lot of uh, LA Confidential. And got to include my fifth spot, Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black. Hmm. A comedic tour de force. Actually, you know what? I'm taking up Ben Affleck and putting it on Vincent D'Onofrio. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I'm like, why you did I? Shock, Mister Ben and Black over I here. Left him up. I had it. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, you could go on that space rock with Will mm-hmm. Wilson, Ben Affleck. Could you, you imagine know? the chaos if, a, if Academy Awards voters were allowed to do what you guys just did? Oh wait, that's a great <laughs> idea. I don't know. <laughs> Out of mine, um, Samuel Jackson's a clear winner for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, for 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 doing that, but, Nathaniel, yeah. who gets your vote from your ballot? Oh, you said Rupert oh, Everett. R- Rupert Everett. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I would actually go for Alfred Molina. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a genius. Just I, I don't know how much screen time he actually has, but I think every minute of it, minute of every second of it is is perfection. So I would definitely vote for Alfred Molina. Someone's uh, favorite category is up. Um, best supporting female or best supporting actress whatever you want to go for it so i mean for people who don't know um uh this you um nate you host a podcast really on this category alone yeah it's so, called the support the supporting actress smackdown um and take the years and we we discuss the nominees and then sometimes we'll throw in favorites listen mm-hmm. every year in this category i need 12 votes i mean mm-hmm. i'm sorry five, <laughs> five never suffices mm-hmm. so have you done this year on the, on the show before no it's actually the next episode oh um, oh I'm wow like, synergy yeah. so yeah. save save all your juice we'll get all into this one so yeah all right so um I will do the nominees uh, for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Joan Cusack, in and out Minnie Driver, Goodwill Hunting. Julianne Moore, Boogie Nights. Gloria Stewart, Titanic. And the winner is Kim Basinger or Bassinger for L.A. Confidential. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I over the years, I'll just I'll just take the lead here because I have been I have been a very big defender of of Kim Basinger, and I do not think it's fair to fault her in this really fine performance I think she gives in that film for beating <laughs> beating the competition she beat. That's not her fault. No, I feel no. like a lot of people hold that against her. If you took this person out. And you just the Academy just ignored it like it does uh, like it did for like act like picture or whatever. And mm-hmm. Julian Moore was not nominated. It was like one of those things. I don't think anybody would have a problem with what can be seen or what. Yeah, if she won it, I think in, I think if she won in ninety five, no one would think twice about it. No, no, it's 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 a very damn good performance. I mean, spoilers. She's still nominated on my thing, but mm-hmm. 
I I think she uh, I think she gives a uh, she's very good at getting the tone of LA Confidential, where her performance is stylized not in a kind of Jennifer Jason Lee and Hudsucker proxy way, but in mm-hmm. a way where the uh, you feel like the character of Lynn Bracken is stylizing herself. And mm-hmm. just in certain scenes, she plays it up like in the fir- I love the first scene where she meets Russell Crowe in the liquor store, and she's and she has a kind of Preston Sturges kind of energy to her kind of a witty repartee and she's she's playing it up in other scenes she's very vulnerable and and all that uh, all that artifice is gone i think it's a very good performance and Mm. i'm just sorry that she beat who she beat yeah question does in and out hold up oh I don't know the answer to that. Listen, I have not rewatched it yet because uh, our the supporting actress SmackDown is recording uh, at the end of this month. Um, okay, so I I that is on my schedule. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm reasonably confident in saying that whether or not it holds up, Joan Cusack, Cusack always holds up. We nominated Joan Cusack for Best Supporting Actress of the entire decade for. Uh, Adam's Family Values, so we're oh, not amazing anti yeah. Joan Cusack and on this, and, and we're not anti giving her her flowers, but it's just mm-hmm. one of those movies where it's a movie, a major studio movie dealing with homo, uh, 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 homosexuality in 1997 and might not play it by, by, we're like, yeah, it, it's, it, it can <laughs> fail, you know. If I, if I had to, <laughs> I had to speculate. I think it's not going to be too offensive. I think it would just not hold up in the sense of not being particularly good. Yeah, <laughs> you know? probably. It's just going to be I'm... like, all right, that's yeah, it's kind of fine. I, it, mm-hmm. it was um, once you get past the 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 hot the issues of it. I think it's just an okay mm-hmm. comedy. Uh, it kind and... of elevated by Cusack, who who you know, and Klein. But um, yeah, I don't think it's any great shakes. I don't think it's I don't think it's good enough or even like bad enough, if you know what I mean, to be mm. offensive. It's just kind of in the middle, safe. Also, I think it's interesting that a movie that was made because of an Academy Award acceptance speech is mm-hmm. nominated for an Academy Award. I think that's <laughs> kind of funny. I think we all kind of agree who the winner is. Yeah. Who the winner should have been? Sure, sure. Um, I- even. Yeah, it's 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 a damn shame. Like, I forget what I, I forget what we did on that decade episode, but I know she was high on my list, or maybe even my number one choice I, I, I for the decade. Did she? Did she? I don't. I think she won. I don't. I know made sure she was on the ballot, but I think we, all, she was boogie night. She was on a boogie night ballot. No, no, <laughs> the winner was um, uh, Lorraine Bracco. Okay, Lebron Bracco won that. Um, mm-hmm. Goodfellas just won everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... Um, We're all talking about Julianne Moore here. <laughs> yeah, Julia, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Gloria Stewart. We're going to talk about Gloria Stewart. The, the, the thing that if that whole framing device was wrapped was wiped out, I would probably enjoy the movie a lot more. Mm. Uh, but she's fine. She's good. She's oh, fine. yeah, I mean... I got I know, nothing against- I she's not, like, terrible. Like, you know... Got nothing against the lady. <laughs> yeah, so... But she's not on my nom- my ballot, so uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll. Uh, Mike, you want to go first? All right, uh, I'll go experience? first. I got six here. We'll see who I don't read aloud. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm keeping more, and I'm keeping Basinger. Yeah, and I'm gonna add Parker Posey for Waiting for Government. Uh-huh. I'm gonna add Sigourney Weaver for The Ice Storm. Mm. And I'm gonna add Anne Heche. I'm going with Anne Hayes for Wag the Dog. 
Ah, oh, goddamn. And I just <laughs> left off a whole bunch of. Oh, they, everyone from Eats Bayou, uh, mm-hmm. Fonda. Okay, I'm sorry. But, I, yeah. but yeah, those are my choices. More Basinger, Posey, Sigourney, and Haish. Um. I'll jump in. Uh, my my list goes. What the hell's going on with my phone? My list goes. Uh, Joan Allen for the Ice Storm. Mm-hmm. Kim Basinger, L.A. Confidential. Catherine O'Hara, Reading for Guffman. Julian Moore, Boogie Nights, and Lynn Redfield. Wakefield. Um, Lynn Redfield. Um, for Ease Bayou. Bayou. Sorry, I, I just lost the ability to talk. Well, so. <laughs> All right, uh, Nathaniel, your go. Well, okay, so. I did warn you guys. <laughs> um, I Give cannot it to be, us. <laughs> I cannot be contained okay. to five. Um, I just want to say, just to show the breadth of amazement in this particular year, because mm-hmm. on the po- on the future podcast at the Film Experience, uh, we will only really be discussing the nominees. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to list 12 names to you and take it or leave it, whatever mm-hmm. they are. <laughs> um, uh, Kim Basinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joan Cusack, Julianne Moore, which we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parker Posey, Waiting for Guffman. Uh, Christina Ritchie, The Ice Storm, um, mm-hmm. who I do slightly prefer over Sigourney Weaver in The Ice Storm, although also Sigourney Weaver in The Ice Storm. Interesting. <laughs> um, Debbie Morgan and Eve's Bayou. Nice. Anne, ha- Anne Hayes from Donnie Brasco. Sarah Polly from The Sweet Hereafter. Bridget Fonda from Jackie Brown, who is great in that movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, Deborah Kara Unger in Crash, who spectacular, very haunting, and uh, Heather Graham in Boogie Nights, who I think does not get the flowers she deserves for that particular performance. Yeah, she's if, great if, in it. If she's she amazing. wasn't next to Julianne Moore, she <laughs> yes. a lot of uh, she yeah. get a lot more attention. Sarah Polly uh, was the one I almost said. I almost said Sarah Polly, but I went with Haitian at the last second. Sarah Polly, so I got a really tricky part too in that Sweet Hereafter. She's the, she's the whole film turns on her character. Yeah. And she doesn't, I mean, even, she doesn't even look like she's trying. She's just natural. It's 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 like a, you know, just like a smorgasbord. It's a feast mm-hmm. supporting mm-hmm. actress this year. Yeah. So, I'm not going to reveal my five, but those are my 12. <laughs> those are 12. All right. That's amazing. Um, um, uh, notice uh, me being the good with hunting guy. I did not say a damn thing about Minnie Driver. I, I feel bad for her way. because she's got the it's the girlfriend role and she does fine. Yeah. I, I, like i think she does a fine bar, a job with that i can't imagine anyone else doing a better job with that role than mini driver no. it's, it's i would not nom- if i was going to nominate her for yeah. any movie i will nominate her for uh um gross one blank over that she's more, yeah it's more, way more agency in that movie than she does in good hunting it's yeah it's a little a little more memorable I like that you picked mm-hmm. a different Anne Hache performance altogether. That we yeah. have two two Anne Hache's in 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 mm-hmm. the in the conversation. Hey, it, was, it was a great year for her. Mm-hmm. It really was. She was at, was that the same year as uh, two days what, seven six, six days seven, days, seven nights, nights. Yeah, same year. Mm-hmm. I almost I almost just cast her in the Marion Cotillard film. <laughs> 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 she she could have done it if they want to remake yeah, sure, it. Um, sure. My winner is easily easily more. It's I think it's the more. best. Day. It, it for the nineties for this year for whatever this Julian Moore. Yeah. Oh, same. Uh, it, well, my number well, one yeah. of the entire decade. Sure, yeah. supporting actress, mm-hmm. well, Hall of Famer, first ballot. Sorry, yeah. Kim, <laughs> but um. But I agree yeah. with Michael. Uh, Kim is is really good in L.A. Confidential, and she does not deserve the beating she takes with people I, because they don't think about the performance; they're thinking about who she beat. 
And she, and they're also mm. thinking about her whole career. They're thinking about like films she's been bad in. They're like, like I don't like that this actress from Nine and a Half Weeks and Cool World beat my beloved Julianne Moore. When if you just look, I mean, it's obvious that they loved LA Confidential and they had all that love and they just funneled it down into the uh, the one category. It was all men except for her, except for her. So obviously she had a leg up. So they just focused all the love on the writing and convincing her. And they're like, fine, okay, Titanic for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate any cool world slander on my podcast. Okay, I'll so say, okay. say I, <laughs> I retract my cool world bashing. And listen, <laughs> and listen, it's it's even like uh, it's even not fair to do that to Kim because it's not like Julianne Moore hasn't been in bad movies. Oh yeah, she was in the Lost World Jurassic Park the same year. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that movie, but she's not very good in it. This is not a very good. Great performance. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Listen, uh, all actors have their have their good work, and they're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like all of us, we have mm-hmm. our moments, and other <laughs> times we fail. Mm-hmm. Word, word. Best lead female or actress. Um, the nominees were Helen the Bottom Carter, uh, The Wings of a Dove. Oh, I gotta see this. I've never seen it. I've never actually heard of it uh, of it till today. Uh, Julie Christie, uh, Afterglow. Judy Dench, Mrs. Brown, Kate Winslet, Titanic, and your winner, Helen Hunt. As good as it gets. Uh, Nathaniel wasn't here for our recent "as good as a guest" discussion we just had, and the other yeah. half of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, <laughs> I, I described it as a as a film that seemed to not notice what it was about. like it seemed like it made the good version of the story and then kept trying to force it into the bad version (laughs) like i like i said uh just to repeat myself like oh the audience is going to be really mad at us if if they don't get together at the end and i'm there in the audience going please don't have them get together at the end (laughs) this is the last thing i want and i feel like i bring that up again because i feel like it kind of hurts helen hunt's performance that they force the character to places where it it very much doesn't want to go Mm-hmm. Like I, I believe her a lot more when she's telling him to go away. He's a creep than when she's falling for him. Yeah, it's it's, it's generally not a smart de- like story decision. Mm-hmm. It's like a, like the studio. It feels like the studio is a studio mandate thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or like you said from like broadcast news, he does have smaltzy stuff like this in him. And someone has to like take it, make him take that shit. Out. Yeah, usually he rises. You know, he uh, he self. You know, James L. Brooks, his better angels grab the wheel and take over, and his better mm-hmm. judgment. And he doesn't. And he and he keeps it um, keeps it real. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, I kind of don't know how to feel about that performance because it's so entangled in how I feel about the film. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't hate it. Uh, I think she's she's got very a lot of good moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of moments where she's playing something that is kind of she shouldn't be playing. I do think the main reason this movie is watchable is her and the performances in general. I think the the best thing about this movie is the performances. And if it was for the performances, this movie would the people let on be caught on how about this movie's flaws way mm-hmm. earlier than what they were. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't have anything good to say about this movie, so I'm trying to uh, not not say much about it. I think this this particular category was a travesty that year. That's all mm-hmm. I want to say about that, mm-hmm. uh, because you had two very worthy winners right there um, that mm-hmm. they didn't go with. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
before we go to our bells of the nominees, what are you guys going with? A hundred percent, Helena Bonham Carter. Okay, who it's I I would say this is still her best performance, and it's it's so intricate and memorable and and like unlikable, which it, you know they've gotten better about recognizing women for roles for complex roles mm-hmm. where they aren't actually endearing mm-hmm. <laughs> um but they still have trouble with it compared to men like men can mm-hmm. be evil and mm-hmm. complicated and they'll go for it but um i think that's one of the reasons she lost is like the character is like hard to uh understand in and, that she yeah, makes she, lots of awful choices yeah i just re- i just rewatched this for this episode yeah and, and so she's fresh in my mind and she plays it so close to the vest she's not uh she's not making it easy for the audience Right. And it's fascinating. You can't like I can't I couldn't even you know, I I felt like I didn't even wasn't in, interested in the other characters as much. I just was she kind of I think she kind of blows them off the screen. I, 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 I feel like if the whole film was on her level, it had been a film I, I love more. I think it's a very mm-hmm. I think it's a good film and she is absolutely brilliant in it. Mm-hmm. That said, I'd vote for Dench because I am a huge fan of that movie, especially Dench. I think it's. Hmm. I think you got some of maybe Dent, Carter's best screen performance versus what is maybe Dench's best screen performance, maybe give or take um, some things that come to mind. But um, and it's you know it's tough to choose. But I think she's fantastic in Mrs. Brown. That's the one that kind of introduced her to American audiences, hmm. and we, we realized what we were missing. Yeah, hmm. it's it's a really wonderful little film. I haven't seen. Wings or Africa or Mrs. Brown, so I'm going Kate Winslet, and not just because this is the only movie uh, that, because I guess it's the only two movies I've seen, and I prefer Kate Winslet. I think for for that performance to resonate with writing that bad, here's this movie star who try, tries not to be a movie star a lot at a time. Just coming up and showing out, and you're just like, who? If you didn't see Sense of Sensibility, mm-hmm. you're just like, who the fuck is this? And you're just responsible for carrying for for helping carry a billion dollar movie in 1997. I think it she she really really good in it. So I, I will I will not be doing any Titanic bashing, but I will be the doing the Titanic acknowledging oh the flaws. Um, <laughs> and i think like yeah you can you i'm trying to think of everybody's worst line i think kate does the better job with i'm flying than uh leo does with like i'm king of the world i think yeah. that the fact that i think i'm if thinking i'm flying is should be a moment that just makes you dive under the seat in embarrassment and she <laughs> makes it she makes it work yeah and yeah. so yeah that is some high octane star power movies <laughs> movie star acting and i don't begrudge inclusion at all well i I was just gonna say about titanic that i I love titanic Mm -hmm. okay so Mm -hmm. i'm not trying i'm not here to bash it um Mm -hmm. i love it um Mm -hmm. i just watched it again um but i don't (laughs) that said despite my love for it i don't think any particular performance is very good so it's like one of these weird (laughs) movies where because usually if i love a movie the actors you know i love one at least you know a couple performances but I could take or leave the performances in Titanic in a way, um, but um, I think the movie is great. Um, mm-hmm. The performance mm-hmm. is less so. All right, yeah, because we did not talk about you know honorable mentions for a supporting actor that that stereotype 
Italian dude. <laughs> 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 Fabrizio, you're gonna yeah, you're, my you're, God. Gonna, you're gonna come for Fabrizio. <laughs> like, I was like, this wow, this happened. I forgot all about that. <laughs> so, um, Billy Zane's right there. You're coming for Fabrizio. <laughs> um, are we saying Fabrizio's bad? Or <laughs> I'm, <sorry>. I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, are you saying Billy Zane is bad because I think he's a very <laughs> <laughs> dumb twer- like like throwback mustache twirling thing that's a ridiculous caricature of acting but it kind of works <laughs> I, I, I i'm all i'm gonna all i'm gonna all i'm gonna say about uh, billy zane is i would have loved to heard jim cameron's direction i would love to <laughs> I'd love to know what he whispered in his ear before he takes to get him to get that performance i'm i'm genuinely curious <laughs> Well, let's just say that uh, James Cameron movies, though they do have genius performances in them, a few of, of his movies, um, mm-hmm. it's almost never the villain. <laughs> yeah. The villain, a, the villain in his movies are tend to be way over the top. That's, except, a, that's a really, really good point. Except for Avatar, who is the best performance, in my <laughs> opinion, because no. he's the only movie guy who knows he's in like a <laughs> schlocky movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, oh, Okay, I'm I'm a stereotypical villain. All right, cool. <laughs> so, um, I think I could. I think we all could do better mm-hmm. for right. the the resume, uh, the actress. So, Nathaniel, uh, lead us off with lead uh, actress. Yeah. Okay. So my votes here are uh, my my five would be um, Helena Bottom Carter, who is my winner. Um, uh, Julia Roberts, my best friend's wedding. Um, and then I go like completely haywire after that. Um, uh, Victoire Tivasol, who's the lead in Ponette, mm-hmm. uh, the best child performance I've ever seen. She was like five at the time. Somewhere. Wow! Oh shit! Um, and uh, and then you know I I get torn on on the last two spots. Like I've it's like a war between Pam Greer, Jodie Foster, and uh, and Judy Dench for those last two spots. Because I think uh, Jodie Foster is very good in Contact. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like Contact, uh, but I think it's really good, and I think she's really good at it. Well, I would let Michael first, but that's a perfect segue because my nominees are Jodie Foster in Contact, um, Pam Greer, um, Jackie Brown, Jennifer Lopez, Selena. Oh, I forgot about Selena. Selena, I, I like. It's a very I. You know me. I do not like musical biopics at all, but. There is a star is born quality of, of that performance, and she's really makes do the best out of that situation. So I think she's actually good. It made me appreciate, made me want to become a Selena fan. So uh, Journey Slomet, Eve's Bayou, and Kate wins the Titanic, and I'm having Pam Greer win the. And for me, it's the second biggest lock of the night behind Julianne Moore winning me. Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to keep uh, Judy Dench and Helena Bonham Carter easy. Those are mm. I think two fantastic Hall of Famer performances. Mm. And then I'm obvi- I'm going to include Pam Greer. That's mm. easy. And then it stops being easy after that. So mm. my my last two spots are Mila Jovovich for The Fifth Element. Ooh. Mm. Um, a film that I definitely didn't love at the time, but I can't <laughs> I cannot deny that that performance has stuck with me. <laughs> I can't. I kind of like just have to eventually, twenty five years later, hand it to her. Like, yeah, mm. I Lilu. I, I still think <laughs> about Lilu. So, 
And then last spot, I'm going to do my, I'm going to give into my own pet peeve. I'm going to have a, a tie between Lisa Kudrow and Mira Sorvino. Oh, Damn that's beautiful. fucking yeah. That's <laughs> so good. I, so I mean, good. how does one, how does one, it, it does feel like justified because it does feel like they're a joint performance. Kind of like when mm-hmm. you, when you have two people playing the same character at different ages. So, um, yeah, I don't want to leave them out. You know, that, now, yeah. now I feel bad that I left them out because yes, they are great in that movie. Mm-hmm. So that's a so my <laughs> look at my lineup. It's bizarre. Uh, from Judy Dench and Helen Carter, Carter to Romeo and Michelle with Lee Lou and then mm-hmm. Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. And I guess Listen, I would, I, I'll hand it to um, I'm going to hand it to Jen just to be different because I'm a big champion of that movie and performance. She's she's I, heartbreaking in that movie. And I do want to say one thing because I, I, it's one of those movies that only like three people saw. Um, Julie Christie is actually very good in Afterglow. Oh yeah, I mean I've never seen it, and I hundred yeah, percent most people it. haven't. I um, took it as a she given. Is, she is very good in it, but even at the time, like pe- it was one of those movies that only existed to, like two Academy voters. <laughs> <laughs> Best leading actor or male, whatever, whichever you want to prefer. The Academy Awards nominees were Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting, Robert Duvall, The Apostle, uh, Pete, uh, Peter Fonda, Yulee's Gold. Okay. Dustin Hoffman, Wag the Dog, and the winner was Jack Nicholson, As Good As It Gets. As Roger Ebert, I remember, was harping on at the time, not even the best Jack Nicholson performance of that year. <laughs> he did a movie, a little movie called Blood and Wine, which is, he's, mm-hmm. it's a much more challenging role for him. Mm-hmm. Um, CC, what I said about Helen Carter to, uh, I mean, Helen Carter, uh, uh, Helen Hunt to Jack Nicholson. It's the same. They it's a it's it's a problematic role that he does the best with, but should not. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't it's not even in my nominees. To be honest with you. Yeah. No. No. He wouldn't make my top twelve. But <laughs> yeah. So just just to be and just just to be devil's advocate and just you know just to be interesting, I will semi defend it. And I remember there are parts of it which stick with me where he's straying a little bit outside the the jackisms and the jack persona and there are moments when that character is vulnerable when it seems like you can see a more interesting take on that character for glimpses uh like there there's moments when he like when he when he when he fucks up with helen hunt and he spoils the dinner where he seems really like discombobulated or, or just little, little quiet moments like that. There's, there's, they're scattered in there, and it's, <laughs> it's, 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 mo- it's, you know, it's, it's here and there, and it's mostly just Jack being Jack, as is, uh, you know, it's often this, this performance is, I think, rightly tagged as not very challenging for him. But there's, there's a few things in there which I, I remember as being interesting, interesting choices where he pushed him a little bit, mm-hmm. and I just kind of do love Jack. This wouldn't be one of my. Uh, He's one of my favorite actors ever, and this is not one of his more interesting performances. But so I'll, I'll defend it a little bit. But no, it doesn't belong. It just shouldn't have won. Mm-hmm. Nate, thoughts? Um, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is really hard for me because I don't. There's not a lot of like perform uh, lead actor performances this year that I really unequivocally love. Um, but so I'm, this is going to sound so strange in, in retrospect, but I was, I think Johnny Depp is really good in Donnie Brasco. Yeah, um, we were. So, yeah, absolutely. So I think that he would be on my ballot and, um, 
and uh, probably Russell Crowe from LA Confidential. And mm-hmm. um, with apologies to Guy Pierce, who's also good in it, but I would put Russell Crowe first. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my winner with ease is Ian Holm and Sweet Hereafter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, after those three, you know, I'm really torn. It's like, uh, Christopher Guest and Waiting for Guffman, love. Um, but is that a writing achievement or an acting achievement at, or a directing achievement? Oh, he's my he, winner. Oh, he yeah. <laughs> he's my winner. Like, I, yeah. I, I, have, I have him, yeah, as 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 the winner. So my, and my I, I think I if I were, you know, again, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember even though I don't love Goodwill Hunting, I did think Matt Damon was very good in it. And um I also love Aaron Eckhart in The Company of Men that year. Yeah, a film um, I didn't get to mention that in the other episode, but that's a really that that's a, a, a like that's a performance that's upsetting. <laughs> yes, mm. very upsetting performance. Yeah. But he's very good in it. Mm. And um and then I, I love Linus Roach in Wings of the Dove. I know I know you said um Helena blows everyone off the screen, but I think he's quite good in that movie. Um mm. so, but but you know, basically it's like Crow Depp and home for me and then mm-hmm. then i'm torn you go ahead. I, I have a different problem where i have seven men and no one will budge but i oh, so okay. I, I gotta leave i gotta leave some guys off who i genuinely love but this is who i've got at the moment uh robert duvall in the apostle which i think is a brilliant performance like i said the, in the other episode he, he worked on that character for years i think it shows um pacino breaks my heart and donnie brasco I think mm. that's like the best screen Willie Loman, even though it's not really Willie Loman. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, Ian Holm in Sweet Hereafter. It, I, I, I had it on my top 10 list in the other in the other half of this episode, Nathaniel, and I completely mm-hmm. failed to describe <laughs> the appeal of that film. I'm just like, I had to fall back on the old. It's it's indescribable, the appeal of that movie, because it's it's so mysterious. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when yeah, all I can say is when Ian, Ian Holm is on screen, you just you're just hypnotized. And yeah. I also have Russell Crowe. I, it's, I think it's fantastic performance. And Philip Baker Hall, uh, uh, rest in peace, for uh, Heart 8. Oh, good choice. And, uh, you know, it just crushes me to leave off Christopher Guest and Samuel L. Jackson, but that's how I did it. I did it. I feel bad. <laughs> um, I see. I have pretty much six. There's two, there's, um, there's two performances I'm torn on because they're both like not my favorite performance by these gentlemen, but they, it was like a sing. There are like superstars born uh, performances. And I think that matters. Mm-hmm. So I'm torn between Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio. I think I'm leaning towards Damon. So I might do exactly what the Academy did and just not nominate DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I do think he's, like last good performance before like you know the big scorsese renaissance Mm -hmm. that would happen but i'm going nicholas cage face off (laughs) Uh, mad damon goodwill hunting robert forrester jackie brown uh christopher guest waiting for guffman and the only one i'm keeping dustin hoffman wag the dog that's a lot of he is a lot of fun yeah so yeah and i'm having um christopher guest win I would give my win to uh, Robert Duvall. Uh, I think that I, I lo- kind of love that movie. It, it really <laughs> sticks with me. So, and you you were still torn on like Depp and others, uh, Nate. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, like, I love a lot of your ideas. I I think I would have to rescreen a lot of things, but um, mm-hmm. 
but I, uh, I like I do love Nicolas Cage and Face Off, so I, I love that you shouted that. Best director, uh, I do not know the name of the full Monty gentleman. I don't Peter Catania. Okay, and the nominees are Peter Catania for the full Monty, Gus Van Sant, Good Will Hunting, Curtis Hansen, L.A. Confidential, Adam O'Goyen, The Sweet Hereafter, and the winner was the quote unquote King of the World. James Cameron. Uh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, All right. I, I'll, I'll go. I think James, James Cameron, there's other nominees. Yeah, I give it to him. I like Titanic. Nate, uh, I think you said you love Titanic. And you, and I believe that, Mike, you have parts that you respect about Titanic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, obviously, the flaws in the movie are the I I think the script script is bad, but it doesn't <laughs> really you forget about it because I love I fall for the love plot pretty hard I I I I get it like look I'm maybe it's just my teenage hormones but I would if I have to go out in the in the sea to help Kate Winslet I I get it I'm on a, I'm, I'm in that ocean I think it's like one of the last movies of that kind and any movie of that is just really not trying to evoke the movies that James Cameron evoking. They're trying to evoke Titanic. I think it is mm-hmm. a genuine great feat of directing. Even I, again, I haven't seen Stewie here after, so I can't comment. Um, Gus Van Sant does a good, does as good of a job as he possibly could. I think there's a lot of, his direction saves it from being the Miramax machine movie that we all know and tolerate or don't tolerate. I think Curtis <laughs> Hansen does a very good job with LA confidential. I mean, he's my, he would definitely be a, a worthy winner, but I just think no one in the world can make Titanic that movie worked and be a phenomenon. Uh, I mean, like yeah, James Cameron. if you're going to take best director as a category separate from best picture and you should, mm-hmm. Then you gotta yes. you gotta acknowledge that you know the way he brought that vision to the screen as its own separate achievement, and it I think it absolutely uh, deserves the recognition, even if I wouldn't necessarily vote for it myself. Mm-hmm. It, I think it, it in that category absolutely uh, justifiable. Nate, your your thoughts on the 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 the, nom- the Academy's nominees last? Um, I would I, I would vote for Cameron in a split second in that mm-hmm. lineup, but I yeah. do think. Uh, Adam Agoyan, um does amazing work, as That's, does um, yeah. Curtis Hanson. I think mm. Agoyan in particular shows good taste on the voters' part in that in that branch. I yeah. love the I love the directing branch; <laughs> they're my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're always pulling pulling out the the wild cards. <laughs> and uh, what a goal, yeah. like, like I said earlier, what Agoyan does in Sweet Her After, you can't even really exp- explain in words. He just creates this mood that doesn't even right. seem related to the events. They're like if you just told somebody what it's about. It'd be what they picture in her head would be entirely different from the way the film feels. Yeah, I go uh, like Adam McGowan doesn't always work for me, but in this movie, it's like his pinnacle. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's the movie after Exotica, which is one of his other most famous ones that that works the best mm-hmm. of, the shore, of his filmography. Um, so my uh, lineup here would be uh, P.T. Anderson and Boogie Nights. Um, mm-hmm. James Cameron in Titanic. 
Adam Agoyan and the Sweet Hereafter. So I keep three of the Academy. So they did have good taste this year because <laughs> I like all of their choices. And um, my other two would be um, Ian Sofley for The Wings of the Dove and um, David Cronenberg for Crash. Mm. Nice. See, the thing, the problem is I know Crash is, there, this was the other Crash, but I keep forgetting that there's like a good Crash movie mm-hmm. <laughs> because the original Crash is a thing is, is my, is, it's my least favorite movie of all time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so but, I guess I get, I get nervous. I'm like, wait, Oh wait, wait, there was a good crash. There's a good crash. <laughs> well, a lot of, a lot of people would not call this movie a good, <laughs> a good crash is a very divisive. I, I'm very pretty sure if, if you renamed transformers, whatever crash, it still would be the good crash. Movie. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Uh, I will go. I got. I think I got Paul Thomas Anderson, James Cameron, Casey Lemons for uh, Eve's Bayou. Oh, that's um, a good choice. Barry Levinson, Ragged Dog, and Quentin Tarantino, Jackie Brown. Uh, that's that's hard to disagree with any of those. <laughs> uh, uh, but I'm about to. The one I <laughs> I'm gonna have to leave off Tarantino, and it kills me. I think it's more of a yeah. writer's achievement than a director's achievement, even though I'm dying to put him on. True. But- I have to bump Tarantino, uh, and I'm going to do Keep LA Confidential, Keep Sweet Hereafter, Boogie Nights, obviously, and Waiting for Guffman, because that's so much of Christopher Guest's direction is, you Mm -hmm. know, just walking that tone perfectly. And then just in terms of directorial vision, I'm going to throw in John Woo. Woo! Okay. Because yeah. it's not the it's not the best film by far, but in terms of I defy any other director <laughs> to uh, to pull that off the way John Woo. He's it off. doing as much as Cameron's doing in yeah. terms of directing. To be honest with you, <laughs> if you judge only by the sheer quantity of doves, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it to John Woo. And I think the most blood squibs of mm-hmm. any movie. I, <laughs> I think it actually has the record for most sh- uh, 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 fake shots fired, whatever blanks or whatever they call it. In, mm. in a film, they, they fired more ammunition in that film <laughs> than in like in Saving Private Ryan. Um, that's, that's, that is, that's, they, they still hold that the record, genius. I think. That is genius. But that I would genius. I would give my award, and I, out of the Academy's picks, um, I would give it to Curtis Hansen, mm. even though I'd be tempted by uh, McGoyan or Paul Thomas Anderson. I mean, my heart should say Paul Thomas Anderson, but I... It's still, I think, writing and performances, and it's hard to say the writing performances is like someone directed them and someone wrote those, mm-hmm. but I would probably give it to Cameron. Still on my thing. It's just, it's a fucking... There's just nothing there without his direction. You gotta yeah. hand it to the man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, out of your battle, who would you give your... who who Who's winning uh, on yours, Nate? I think at the time... Even though Boogie Nights was my favorite, I still gave it to Cameron. And I think I would probably say the same. Like, yeah. I think, I, you know, the the strange thing is that it's not my favorite. It, it's actually not even my first or second favorite James Cameron movie because he's one of my all-time favorite filmmakers. But I think mm-hmm. um, I I just don't think I would be able to deny that achievement. Mm-hmm. You're a Piranha 2 guy. I get it. Um, <laughs> I When I'm talking about academy awards even though i kind of take this for for best picture i kind of take in the impact a movie had mm-hmm. on the culture it was like jurassic park and then this 
and then nothing like this mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. <laughs> like for decades until I guess Avatar. Avatar, maybe we mm-hmm. thought Dark Knight was going to do it, but no. I mean, I'm just talking about everybody in the zeitgeist is talking about this one particular movie. Rather, you loved it or you hated it, everybody talked about Titanic for yeah a good two years. And I, I, I'm more okay with voting for Titanic and director than picture. So that's why I, I remember LA Confidential <laughs> Fever sweeping the nation. So I don't know about you. <laughs> All the little high school students starting their own uh, hush hush tabloids and <laughs> intense arguments over who's the, the hotter guy Pierce or James Cromwell. <laughs> so I stand by my choice. <laughs> Before we go into best picture, let's talk about other winners in um in other uh, uh categories. Uh best foreign language film was K- 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 uh Kater. I don't I, know. I don't know this one either actually. It's yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's a wait, Dutch wait, movie. hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me get to Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Not to <laughs> I don't want to be elite. It's from the Netherlands. It's oh, like, a character. 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 Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Character. Oh, well, duh. When you, when you hover over, it just it's spelled in you know on our American way. So, all right. Character. Uh, Zag. I guys as a person is that a good movie? Has anybody seen it? It's yeah. It's an interesting movie. Let's say that it's mm-hmm. it was still a surprise winner. I think I don't remember who people expected to win, but they did not expect it to be character that year. Cause it's kind mm-hmm. of a difficult movie. It's kind of a strange film. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. None of them, none of these films have made a big impact outside of, um, they were, none of these were breakout films. Mm-hmm. No. And uh, like the big, I think the big foreign movie of that year was, um, uh, Mavian Rose which um, I don't think, and it was about a, like a little boy who uh, wanted to be a girl or something. I, I don't remember exactly, but it was very popular at the time. And I don't think uh, France, uh, France selected it uh, for mm. submission. They keep fucking themselves like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, yeah. It, it's about a little trans girl, essentially. Wow. It's like a seven-year-old who dresses in girls' clothes and upsets the community and Mm-hmm. Um, but it was popular at the time. Um, but you know, that happens all the time in the foreign film where like the, the one that people are going to see is not submitted. So it can't be nominated. Didn't, didn't they do that with a uh, portrait of lady of fire? That's why I wasn't nominated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Best documentary feature was the long way home. It beat uh spike Lee for little girls, which, uh, I, I don't know the long way home before little girls is, is a really great documentary. <laughs> yeah. And some Iran documentary, so let's just move on. Uh, best documentary short subject was The Story of Healing. Okay. Uh, best live action short film was uh, Visas and Virtue. Uh, best animated short, Jerry's Game. I know that. Uh, best original dramatic score. I think this is the last year where they had him separated. Was, oh, um, Jesus. The Titanic uh, by James Horner. Um, didn't he recently pass? Is that the one? Longer ago than you think. Okay. The best original musical score was The Full Monty. Uh, best original score saw was My Heart Will Go On. I love 
the the antidote of people coming up to Elliot Smith because all the indie music fans worship that song and Elliot Smith and, Jim, <laughs> and people were like, oh man, you were robbed. Jim Celine Dion sucks. And he's like, don't you ever say anything <laughs> mean about Celine Dion. I was freaking out and that one was a god to me. Uh, so, I like that guy. I miss him. Yeah. <laughs> sound, sound effects editing, Titanic, best sound, Titanic, art direction, Titanic, cinematography, Titanic, makeup, Men in Black, costume design, Titanic, film editing, Titanic. Really? Okay. <laughs> they could have thrown one of these to <laughs> LA Confidential. I think I, LA. I think LA Confidential would have been a, a very strong choice for editing. Though. Yeah, and also, also one of the another big flaw is the editing of Titanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I guess someone told them not to go with the original ending of Titanic, which was dog shit so uh-huh. um and best visual effects titanic that yeah, that one right. i'll, I'll easily grab yeah, yeah. tracks yeah yeah tracks all right best picture your nominees were as good as it gets the full monty goodwill hunting la confidential in the winter titanic uh yeah from uh I'll, let me defend something uh, i we i uh, t- let me defend Titanic a little bit from, I guess, myself. Um, <laughs> and, and even even you, Rob, have kind of uh, jabbed at it for its crummy writing. I'll say, mm-hmm. like, writing isn't just the tinier dialogue, which Cameron struggles with often. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's also structure. And in that mm-hmm. realm, Titanic is very well written. In that regard, mm-hmm. I should say. It, it, the way they mm-hmm. structure it I, with the prologue where you they, they set up of the mystery and they set up how the they give you a preview of how the ship is going to sink so that when it is sinking you know everything that's going on and the way they weave in the real the uh the the story of the titanic with with the fictional characters with the real characters i think it's all very well chosen and very well structured and considered and in that regard i i give it i give it a lot of credit because mm. they, you know those are all choices where they could have gone wrong and he made really, really smart choices. He just needs to bring someone on to polish up that dialogue with the human interactions. And I really <laughs> would have very little to complain about. <laughs> you know, just he's the one who yeah. hired William Goldman and, you know, and Kevin Smith, not Goodwill Hunter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Nate, how do you feel about the, nom- the nominees in general or the winner? Because. I don't think we uh, – does everybody like – I think we talked about briefly. Does everybody like Full Monty? It's hard to dislike. It's it's really good. I like it a lot. It's hard to, it's hard to dislike. It's very cute. Yeah. I, from the half I saw, I, I was I was enjoying it. it so. And they really dig into that kind of what, – what elevates it some, from some of that other mid-'90s Miramac cutesy foreign comedy stuff they were shoveling back then is they dig into that kind of middle-class, lower-middle-class, out-of-work – guy desperation with their like wounded male egos and what that and how they're struggling there those characters and that made it a little more special than just like hey we're a bunch of schlubby guys and we're all gonna strip isn't that funny they really captured that kind of community and that in in their in how they were struggling and that i made it more memorable like tom wilkinson is really some of those guys are really moving it, it's it's a, it's a very good it's a good movie okay it's probably okay, my second. Cool. It's probably uh, well. I think you know. I wouldn't say it's above Titanic. I was going to say, but it's definitely I rated above Goodwill Hunting or as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. I mean, Titanic is is the best 
film that they nominated, but uh, my winner would be Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah. Well, we get into um, uh, our own ballots. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, since you started off, you want to go. Oh, go sure. My, my ballot. And it's mm-hmm. so much easier when it's only five mm-hmm. <laughs> than, than now. Mm-hmm. Um, Boogie, Boogie Nights, uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, uh, Titanic, uh, Waiting for Guffman and The Wings of the Dove. Those are my top five that year. Mm-hmm. You, you really talked me into giving uh, my best friend's wedding and a, 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 a reevaluation. I, I might honestly, watch it with my girlfriend tonight. <laughs> listen, I honestly, I mean, like you can tell me I'm crazy, but I honestly think it's the best rom com of the past like 30 years. Uh, I mean, I I didn't. I've never really given it consider. I've never dismissed it because I never. I think I've seen parts of it. I've never sat and watched it beginning to end. And I know at the time it was taken as like Julie Roberts was a big star and this is another Julie Roberts rom-com. But everything I've read about uh, that, love it from you and, and uh, Jason Adams, I was recently talking about it, um, yeah. was just like it's a lot more interesting and subversive than you would think from like the marketing and the way it seems from the outside. Mm-hmm. And I really want to yeah. get dig into it. I'm definitely going to give this a spin. <laughs> no, it is. Tonight, if yeah. you compare it to her other movies of the time period, it's like it's so much better than everything else. It's almost embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, I'll go. Um, My ballot would be Boogie Nights, Jackie Brown, LA Confidential, because real recognizes real, (laughs) Men in Black, and Titanic. Mm -hmm. That's my five. Uh, I guess guess Men in Black is my my best friend's wedding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) where I just (laughs) came for it wholeheartedly. Um, And, like, I think I'm nominated for Best Script. I I, I love if I was going to sneak a sixth nomination in, I would do Tommy Lee Jones for Best Actor because I Mm -hmm. think he's just a comedic genius that we did not recognize. So, yeah. That those are my nominees. Yeah, Barry Sonnenfeld, really, he's one of those guys who had, like, just a golden run right there in the middle of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yep. I really would. Yeah. You, I just would, if you know, I'd love for him to have one more great comedy in that run, you mm-hmm. know, from Adam's yeah. Family Values and Get Shorty and all that. And then, yeah, and then that's this. a three. That's a hell of a three movie run for a comedic director. Yeah, it, it really is. This short, yeah, yeah. Let's not so. talk about where it ended. I I got no crazy wild cards in my ballot. It's Ellie Confidential, Sweet Hereafter, Boogie Nights, Jackie Brown, Waiting for Guffman. I I, mm-hmm. I do not join in with the Titanic bashers, but I also don't love it with my whole heart mm. so i can't right. i can't include it and i will say that for all the credit we give titanic for scope i would say la confidential has a comparable scope it's got mm. hundreds of locations and characters and it's a period film and it all comes to life in every way equal to titanic it just doesn't have this the special effects scale so i think mm. it is just as deserving a winner as titanic would have been if you look at it, just you know didn't have the box office. Obviously, mm-hmm. it didn't have the cultural impact. But in terms of degree of difficulty, I think we could put that up against Titanic reasonably, and and, and you know, and find it uh, just as challenging an achievement. Of, of mine, I would pick Boogie Nights, and we had technical difficulties, and uh, Nathaniel could not come back. And but before we go, we wanted to, he wanted to say thank you uh, for for having um, um, him on. Ah, thank you, Nathaniel. And <laughs> uh, the thing is, he wants to plug his Twitter is Nathaniel R at Twitter and um, mm-hmm. the film experience dot net, where uh, 
you can like trust me if you like oscars just go on their facebook page i think they have instagram i think it's d film experience on instagram follow them if you like oscars they do a ton of stuff there and also the uh best act uh supporting best- actress smackdown is always a lot of fun yeah it's always fun i've been on it it's, it's been it was great thanks Nathaniel's a very, very, very busy person. So the fact that he took this as much time out of his busy schedule to come on the show, um, I'm forever grateful. Thank you. And if he ever wants to come back on ever again, he has more than welcome to. So yeah, uh, overall, I think I think it's a good uh, Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. The ones that they did, like. Even though Titanic is not my favorite movie of all time and all that stuff, I understand why it won and its cultural footprint is yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's kind of hard, hard to say, uh, kind of hard to argue against it. But you know, uh, but Boogie Nights is a damn fine movie as well, mm-hmm. and so is L.A. Confidential. It's like when you get to the nitty gritty, it's good. It's some mm-hmm. good shit. Yeah, I think I can't get too angry about any of the winners, even the ones that I think are just plain wrong, like Helen Hunt or 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 Goodwill Hunting. These aren't the ones. I, I disagree, and I, I think they passed over some great stuff. But they, these aren't the winners. When I think back of things that drive me crazy, mm. these this isn't them. Like it should have been. Yeah, Joan, uh, uh, Julianne Moore should have won, obviously, and it, you mm. know, Boogie Night should have won for screenplay. But you know what? It's it, they. they I, it's damning with faint praise to say they've certainly done a lot worse. Mm-hmm. And the winners, um, I think they they showed some good taste, and they showed a lot of good taste in, in nominating a lot of LA Confidential and. And sweet hereafter, finding that popping mm-hmm. up, and the apostle, and things like that. So, yeah. this is, I think, is a fifty-fifty year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nothing t- for every for everything that bothers me. There's a really good choice. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking because we talked about in the last episode that uh, we wrapped up the top tens of the Oscars, but we've only been doing like our ballot Oscar thing for like the last couple years. Uh-huh. So we had we could go back and just do Oscar ones and just well, I'll, make I'll our leave own that. Bat. I'll leave Maybe. that to your consideration. You, well, you think, think you we ponder. can think about it? We think ponder. about it. I mean, I mean, we could get more guests. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, who, who knows? Who knows? But I definitely had a fun time with you and uh, Nathaniel. And um, yeah, again, all the stuff. Uh, please support. Uh, 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 the film experience and everything they do because they uh, they're really nice to us. Um, especially Mike, they let him write a whole bunch of stuff. I don't think we <laughs> I don't think we mentioned a podcast that you write for the site too mm-hmm. on occasion. Abs- on occasion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the the things he lets me get away with. Um, <laughs> uh, I've, I've, co- I've flown to Sundance twice for the film mm-hmm. experience. It's not just Oscar stuff. We do film mm-hmm. fe- they do film yeah. festivals. Uh, we do new movie reviews. They're just mm-hmm. ran- just random stuff. It, he co- he he collects he collects interesting uh, people and interesting writers, and just lets them follow their obsessions. Mm-hmm. And when he sure. when he, when I first started writing for them, I, part of his instruction was follow your obsessions where they go and and write about that. So, and you know, and then also the best Oscar coverage uh, on on the web, bar none, easy choice, both in Oscar history and in the current whatever the current uh, hullabaloo is. I follow Variety. I follow a lot of other institutions. I don't think anybody has it 
down packed as the film experience. If you if you that. become a regular reader of the, of the website, you will find three or four or a half a dozen other writers that you'll end up following because it's a good mm-hmm. group. Yeah, he's he's just he's just the leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he brings in interesting people. Word up, word up. So on that, um, all right. So before we go, is there anything that you would like to uh, social media slash oh, yeah. uh, letterboxing? I I I am trying to uh, scale back the social media for the mental health, but I still am a, a enthusiastic letterboxer. So follow me on Letterbox. That's whiskey with an e, whiskey tempest uh, on Letterbox is my handle. So um, yeah, maybe maybe Rob could just or I could just post it under this when uh, whenever it posts. Yeah, uh, I will promote uh, my social media stuff. I am. DJ Rob Champion, all one word. I'm on Letterbox. I'm on Twitter, but you probably best to get me on Instagram. That's where I live the most uh, positive life, I guess. Um, I would like to promote this show, the Cooler Than Ecto Podcast. It's a dope nostalgia podcast for undope times. Yes, if you haven't listened, listen to our uh, top ten movies of 1997. We talked about other movies and and other just weird. In uh, passion uh, picks for us, um, we um, yeah, uh, we've done all the in terms of top tens. We've completed all of the nineties. Oh, the nineties are done. Like we've pretty much um, done. We, we've heard books. heard all the things. Night night the nineteen nineties are a wrap, and we're gonna finish off the year 2007, That crazy fucking year in two thousand eleven, um, two thousand twelve. And we're going to obviously do Oscar shows for those. So if you like this one, and you want to hear our thoughts on uh, Chicago and winning and uh, No Country for Old Men winning and the fuck win? Argo. Oh, Argo takes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Let's see, if, let's see if your little Ben Affleck loving can survive in 2012. We'll see. We'll see. We'll thank you. I think Mike, love you lots. Thank you oh, for being on the my, show. My pleasure. And thank you, Nathaniel. We had a run. Um, and thank you for for, uh, for being on the show. And I thank you, the listener, for letting us personally at your time. We'll see you on the next episode. 2002, coming soon. Bye. Do you miss me? Miss, misery, like you said.